Welcome to the Parkscope Unprofessional Podcast Hour. Oh, I'm recording this and I get all the audio because I tested it. I swear I did. I recorded a little bit with Lane and I and it worked. So now we actually have a podcast this week. Huzzah! So, joining us, starting off is Lane. Lane, how are you doing? Spectacular. It's uh, mid-50s, early sundown, good for a run. Uh, How's the weather up there, Joseph? It is like... 30 it's 29 and light snow so uh godzone safari and super weenie hut did weather updates on their on their uh sub podcast and i was like oh we're so on brand yeah exactly we're all about weather also joining us is sean sean how are you doing doing pretty good doing pretty good going skiing this weekend it's gonna be good nice where are you going to ski Uh, i think blue mountain okay not sure where that's at. So in the, it's in Pennsylvania, in the Poconos. Okay. Not going Poconos! Far. Poconos. <laughs> Poconos. <laughs> also joining us, special guest, returning guest. I think he comes on once a year, um, like Punxsutawney Phil. It's Felipe. <laughs> Felipe, are we going to have six more weeks of winter? I am not sure. Florida can't tell. Good point. Oh. Good point. Yeah, How's the weather a- down there? It's 75 degrees right now. It's beautiful, but who knows what could happen. You can't tell in Florida. Good point. So let's start off real quick. Uh, As I mentioned earlier, we're kind of doing like half new stuff, half old stuff, because for some odd reason, I didn't record appropriately last time. So we're going over some old news. But let's cover some of the old news real quick. Uh, First of all, uh, beginning of January, Universal Studios Hollywood broke some attendance records. They um, had 44,700 guests um, on January 2nd. I'm sorry, January 3rd. And January 1st, they had 44,858 guests. So they actually closed down the parks those days, which is kind of crazy. It's the first time they've ever reached capacity. Um, Yeah. Yay, attendance. Right? The power of Potter. It's a good thing they charge for parking. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Um, also, um, you put this down lane, uh, they released some new concept art for, uh, Minions Mayhem in Japan. Japan! Yeah, it looks better, God, I, I hate Universal Studios Florida's Minions Mayhem exterior, but this one looks great. It has, like, a little midway going down, um, to the ride, and it looks like it's all this, um... It's just a bunch of minions everywhere. I mean, it looks like a real mini land, like what we do for theme parks here in 2017. You put a mini land cutesy in front of it. They they have a restaurant called uh, Delectable Me, because, of course, it's uh Japan, and uh, all sorts of fun stuff. So that looks good. Um, But that's kind of the boring stuff. First things first, we got a Volcano Bay opening date. It's opening May 25th. Um. This is interesting because it's these, they still have a while to go. I think they have a little over three months, three months and some change, three months, seventeen days till they open. Um, so that's interesting. Uh, saw some stuff on the Orlando United forums that some of the contractors 
haven't been let onto property yet, and they're kind of getting antsy and worried they won't be able to complete on time. So that's I interesting. What subs those are? No idea. Maybe the tap some, some weird people. finishes and some. You know, I, I don't know which set of subcontractors are going to come in dead last. Yeah, Tapu Tapu maybe, which reminds me that they kind of unveiled some of the the design of the Tapu Tapu, which Ooh. is just it looks and like a, it looks like a watch. We got it leaked today that a Tapu Tapu is going to have a regular line for regular people and an express line for express people. Yeah, I think I've seen that before. So there might be a modified like always five minutes for your express people. You know, if you're staying on property and you get your express then you'll have a different line than the person there. But again, they're not tangible lines and you get to chill in a lazy river. There's not really a problem with either one of them. Yeah. I'm, uh, I mean, maybe it's just not like a tap, a tap line. Maybe just get in line. Yeah. <laughs> um, it might be your five minute line. That is just the, is the tapu tapu line, but not a virtual queuing. Yeah. Uh, so that's really it about volcano Bay. I don't think we have anything else new about it. Just, it, they're going to be cool. They're testing. They're doing a bunch We're of stuff. So blessed to be getting a tiki themed water park. Mm-hmm. Like Exciting. it's going to be weird. All those tapu tapu concept art had like funny silly tikis in them. Yep. And I appreciate uh, that. Also, uh, Fallon has started testing. Uh, the walls came down. I think they did some sort of special VIP experience yesterday, where they went in. They at least they went through the the attraction. They may not have rode it, but. Yeah, they are. They're installing all the exterior work. Um, it may open soon. It may open President's Day weekend. We don't know yet. I haven't heard anything. That is so soon. Have you guys heard anything, Sean or Felipe? No, not really. No, nope. nope. I was yeah. I was told to night up. Oh boy, jeez. <laughs> it, it looks it looks very nice. It looks very very good lit up the way it is. Yeah, the exterior is always going to be great. Um. So. We kind of went through all that stuff real quick. So, uh, Felipe, you're on because we want to talk to you about the uh, Harry, uh, celebration of Harry Potter. Harry Potter. Yes, very exciting. Yeah, so how uh, did that event go? Do you want to kind of go through some of the stuff you did, uh, new, some sure. of the new stuff you did, the opening event, and uh, any, any of your thoughts on the whole event? Sure, yeah. I'll preface by saying that this was probably my least involved year. In the past, I've seen a lot more of the panels and things. And this year I mostly, and I mean, there were a lot of people there, probably a lot more than I've seen in years past. So I spent a lot of time in lines because of course I didn't have a vacation package. So I was one of the regular folk and just waiting in that line for the expo. This year they had a second soundstage for the expo, which was pretty cool. Although it was sort of bare, Um, they had in there, some of the um, Pottermore thing, I think, and a quiz you could take. And they have the Ford Anglia there parked and uh, Hermione, the like frozen Hermione the, the from creepy Basilisk. Hermione. That was super creepy. Yeah. And then the main one had um, the expo, which this year, as we all found out, um, featured the Forbidden Forest exhibit that they're going to open at the London Harry Potter studio tour. And, um, of course, that line was immense. So you had to line up for basically an hour outside. And then you got inside and had to line up for another hour to see. Um, basically, they had a little 
section where they showed you how they like put the hairs in the legs for the spider and then you got to take a picture with it but like they got one picture per group so i was with a friend and they grabbed her phone took our picture and they wouldn't even let me take one with my phone so however that came out is what you got and then they just rushed you out and next group come in so mm-hmm. um but i still got to see um the huge aragog so that was pretty cool and um yeah that was that was fun but as far as panels and things i saw the opening um opening weekend which was um fun because all that confetti it was it was insane like the amount of confetti that just kept coming out and yeah it was crazy but it was a lot of fun they had um a lot of the actors there they had jason isaacs who plays lucius malfoy they had tom felton who plays draco they had um, Professor Flitwick and um, I can't remember his name. The, the e, what's his name? Warwick Davis. Yes, there you go. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just drawing a blank here. And um, of course, Matthew Lewis who plays Neville, and um, that was great. And basically, the only other panel that I saw was like one of the la- last uh, Q and A's of the weekend with them, uh, which is also really fun because they tell you know stories and anecdotes and it's always fun and funny and great to hear them talk about it uh but as far as other panels and things i didn't really do much i spent mostly just if i wasn't waiting in a line i was really just hanging out with friends and drinking beers so (laughs) that's Mm -hmm. how that weekend went cool um how'd you think of the event overall did you i did you like it was it rough do you think there needs to be changes or what I do like it. I mean, especially because it's it's not something that you pay for separately. Of course, you have the packages you can buy, and you have express access to everything, and you get you get to um, stand up closer to the stage and stuff during the panels and things. So that's cool. But I mean, just the fact that anybody can really go and see it if they have it, just any type of admission or annual pass, I think it's pretty fantastic that we all just get to see them. So I can't really complain, you know. It's free for me, so, you know. Mm-hmm. Cool. Um, I really so, one of the things that's been rumored, but uh, they didn't announce, was uh, a nighttime show for uh, Hogsmeade, a projection show for the castle. Um, it, it's been kind of reported by Orlando Informer and Inside Universal that they're actively working on it. Um, I heard about this back in the fall. That's why they got rid of a lot of those trees in front of Hogwarts Castle at Islands of Adventure. Yeah, can I just say, whether they do it or not, it looks so much better with those trees shorter in picture and in person. Mm-hmm. Just the the whole, I mean, the side of Hogwarts is just a lot better now. Much improved. Okay. Um, I think they added a few more trees just recently, but not like crazy. They just kind of, they're just filling it in a little, mo- a little bit more. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, they haven't announced that yet, but it's still coming from what I'm hearing, so... I, I don't know why they didn't announce it. Maybe they're waiting for when Jimmy Fallon comes down. In, uh, in any ideas in to when that's going to start? I imagine the summer. You think May for the summer, or like probably middle of July for the summer? Probably or? end of May. Probably when they around the time they open um, Volcano Bay, I imagine. Okay. Yeah, they gotta save something for after Fallon and Volcano Bay. It's gonna be just mm-hmm. nothing until Fast and Furious. So yeah, might be after that stuff. Yeah. Uh, maybe, maybe. Um, also uh, hinted at. Uh, uh, hate the fly. Yeah, that's his name. 
uh, hinted at the Forbidden Forest announcement at the opening event somehow being foreshadowing for a future attraction. So maybe we'll be getting the Forbidden Forest replacing Dragon's Challenge in some way, I guess, maybe? Shrug? Question mark? I mean, I'd rather they keep Dragon Challenge. Um, I'd rather they put I, one good coaster back there. Yeah, I mean, if they can have, like, a sort of hybrid, I've always, like, kind of Blue Sky sort of dreamed about them maybe just shortening the line because now it's just a bunch of just walking in just a cave or whatever, you know, because they took out all the theming from back when it was Dueling Dragons. So now it's just kind of lame walking in there. Um I think if they could somehow create a walkthrough of the Forbidden Forest with AAs and just really cool theming mm-hmm. that anybody can go without having to ride the coaster and then maybe having a line, a shorter separate line for the coaster, I think it'd be a great use of space and a lot more people could utilize that area. And it's a huge area. I mean, I'm sure they can work something out to both keep the coaster and add in something else in there. Yeah, I think oh, that area no. takes up like the same size of like Diagon Alley or something, or at least like the Diagon, or at least the Gringotts Show Building or something. Yeah, it's huge. Yeah, so maybe they, you know, make it so they tear that out and they put like one coaster instead of two, and then they have a giant walkthrough area, or they add a dark ride or something. I don't know, but yeah, that, I guess we're, they're kind of. De- working on that and i think i also saw one of the universal creative guys retweeting a lot of the uh forbidden forest stuff so maybe they worked with i think Thinkwell did um this for the warner brothers tour so maybe they're all working together or something i don't know hmm uh sean you got any thoughts as he he muted himself or not <laughs> Um, Lane, you still there? Oh, yeah. Good. Okay, Sean, you're here. Um, uh, that's weird. Yeah, do you have any uh, thoughts uh, you want to add? Sorry. Yeah, uh, yeah, I mean, I like Dragon Challenge, um, but I wouldn't be opposed to something more, um, I don't want to say useful, but I don't know. I, I feel like it's, it's, it's such a big area of wasted space. That I feel like it could be better utilized. It's no longer like the main attraction in that area. Right. Like, they're good coasters, but I don't know. I, I think it'd be, I think it, the space can be used better. They're, they're fine, but they were better when they raced and they no longer well, race. Well, yeah. Yeah, if stuff. they're never going to duel again, what's the point? Exactly. Um, do you have anything else? Any other thoughts about... Uh, we? You were kind of muted, so do you have any other thoughts? Yeah. Um... No, well, I'm hoping that the um, the show does happen relatively soon. I'm planning on going maybe after Volcano Bay opens just for a quick weekend trip, and uh, I'd like to see that. Um, probably go down and see uh, Volcano Bay, Fallon, and maybe Avatar if I can get someone to get me into Animal Kingdom. Yeah. <laughs> Sneak in. Um, so, talking about Avatar, let's slip into Disney. Uh, Lane? Yep. Uh, do you want to talk about your uh, trip real quick? Uh, you went down I went for to Disney the World. Marathon Disney World weekend. was fun. Disney World is more fun if you stay in hotels closer to the parks. <laughs> uh, my parents were 
uh, up, uh, we were at the Poly, and my parents were all upset that they had in the a lot of just what we always gripe on that Disney didn't really bid, build any new or didn't build enough ride shows and attractions in the last ten years, and they doubled down on DVC and all the fun important areas. So the fact that there are now twice as many people around the monorail loop and not any more restaurants or any more hotel space or any more rides in the Magic Kingdom, except for one, it's it's just feels more crowded and it's less fun and less special. Um, so because of that, we had a family friend literally book a trip to Polynesia for the same price as staying at the Polynesian. So <laughs> consider this, like... We're not saying that it's not worth it to stay at monorail hotels. Like, I love staying at Contemporary, looking at the castle and seeing fireworks from bed. Or, you know, the Grand Floridian's awesome. But you also have to consider, man, go see the world. It costs the same as high-end stuff at Disney World. And you can actually go to Tahiti and stay stay in Bora Bora and things like that. Um, that you don't have to deal with that amount of hassle. Um, mm-hmm. Same thing for overseas trips. Like... Man, your flights are going to be a little more, but Tokyo and Paris, you can stay less and go to parks less and eat less than you can in Orlando. So that was a funny thing that came out of it. I walked uh, Animal Kingdom with my family. Uh, Nomad Lounge did not go in. Super cool looking, though. Mm-hmm. And the way I like it's into the Avatar entrance. Yeah. So cool. Um, that's going to be a spot. I, well, I I think we're going to go there a lot in the next 15 years. You know, See, that's one of one of the places we're going to go when when the people our age and the guys that like to do what we do are in Orlando. Yeah. The, See, I really like Nomad when we were there this summer, but I worry that once Avatar's open, it's going to be impossible to ever get a seat there. It's going to be like a, like tune in when it's busy where you're like, yeah. this is really fun. This is not really fun when it's way too crowded. Yeah, yeah, that's where I worry about it. But I, maybe, the price, maybe the price will keep people out? That'd be nice because it is a really cool little, you know, chill area. But the porch is awesome. Like, I love the yeah. people porch over the water. Yeah. And that's so cool. They, they did such a good job with that. Um, yeah, I just hope it kind of stays quieter. Like still fun but quiet. Well, Avatar is going to have that bar inside of it, so that may take up some of that bar space. Or, or take up, you know, kind of more of the great unwashed, just trying to get Bud Lights um, <laughs> space. Yeah, you know, all the imported Bud Lights to Pandora. <laughs> well, listen, Ace brought them in. You know, as the story goes, uh, I did the Magic Kingdom morning thing. Uh, but I didn't go the first day it opened. I the, went the second day it the opened. The paid one? Uh, I went during the paid one, and they had a lot of paid activities. However, you could punch your ticket at 745 for a Magic Kingdom opening at 9, mm-hmm. and all of Main Street was open, the castle all the way up to the castle, and the start of the hub going in four directions. Yeah, that's was all open. So if you want... To go get Starbucks and take pictures, quiet pictures in front of the castle, man, it's a good time to do it. Nice. So it was like, nope, I don't want to go to that restaurant. I don't want to go to this. Like, Princess Dining on the ferry boat or Princess Dining on the river boat would be cool. You know, any of that stuff would be fun. Probably way too expensive. But we just went in early thinking we could ride at 745. And they're like, no, you can't ride anything until 9. So our worst case scenario was me, my wife, and my parents 
drinking Starbucks in front of the castle for an hour. It's like, this isn't bad at all. Like, it's not expectations, but it's a really good place to be at 8 a.m. And uh, the new entrance helps security night and day. Like, oh, my God. It it just makes so much more sense to not hoard people in between the ferry boat stop, the bus entrance, the monorail entrance, and the security gates. Um, or the train track. Like, it's so good that they're doing that now from a logistics perspective. Mm-hmm. Cool. And, and that was my trip. I don't know when I'm going back, but I have an annual pass, so I should go back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of a prerequisite. Probably a good idea. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so let, kind of turning on some of the things you are saying earlier about people at the parks, what's interesting is that Disney um, had their – the past two um, uh, earnings calls, they've said attendance has gone down at the domestic parks uh, while also sending, saying guest spending has gone up. Um, what we're hearing is Walt Disney World is way down, um, and that's interesting. Uh, it seems, sounds like Disneyland is doing much better. It sounds like Shanghai is doing pretty well. Um, I'm also wondering how much of the guest spending being up is because they're trying to sell so many upcharge things. And is I it wonder, the dollars per person is just skyrocketing? Yeah, so I'm wondering like if that's actually sustainable or if that'll crash also, sort of like how blackberry was like oh it doesn't matter that we're losing uh subscribers uh our average uh sale per phone the cost per phone's going up but then it just kind of collapsed so i don't know um it's a bubble yeah it's 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 a thing where if the economy tanks or you know something like that happens they're they're in trouble you know because disney world right now is is trying to get the top 20 percent of americans to come yeah uh, come to them and you know the top 60 percent are still coming but they're not really shooting for them if it actually just just gets down to the top 20 percent or or that top 20 percent turns into 10 percent that's not enough people to fill it up and they're yeah. gonna have to go cheap yeah and also just i mean how much um, i mean it also gets to a point where how many more times can they keep adding these upcharge events before people either just reject them completely or do they just hit a wall and they just don't they can't you know you can't keep adding these event these things because people aren't going to spend two hundred dollars on multiple you know tours yeah or, or you know how many this is my one special time to do this is do they have mm-hmm. or you know if they're relying on it and yeah okay well people will do one upcharge event per trip but they might not do three and you're kind of counting on them doing another one next time. Uh, it's not that reasonable. As... Yeah, or it's or it's like they do three upcharge events, but they now have one less sit down dinner. Yeah, or they do three upcharge events and then they don't come to your park next year. Yeah, <laughs> they go regional, and 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 Disney doesn't see the consequences of that in the next two or three years because they're still just trying to cash out while they're on top. Mm-hmm. Speaking of old uh, Bobby, staying around for another round or two, <laughs> or until no they get is sold. More fit to run that company than me. I would like fifty fifty-five million dollars a year. My name is Bob Iger. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, everyone hire Lynn. But they're like, uh, no, the board doesn't see you fit. By the way, you know who's in charge of the board? Bob Iger. <laughs> it's so great. They're like, no, we have to keep him around because he's both the president of the board and the CEO. Well, I mean, it, and, I, and he, 
Yeah. And he's done such a good job of making more money, you know, and making acquisitions that turn him into a bunch more money that he's done an incredible job at, at taking a little money and turning it into a bunch more money with quality growth. And we know that's not lasting because you can only buy Star Wars for so long and you can only buy Marvel for so long. Mm-hmm. And ESPN can only be a juggernaut for so long. And ESPN can only sell cable subscriptions for yeah. so long that it's like, man, you kind of, this is kind of like people think it's solid, but we know and our generation is not going to buy cable the same. They're not even really going to vacation the same. And okay, you'll still get us going to cartoon superhero movies, but that'll have a bubble. And yeah, Star Wars after episode eight or after they start doing more of the side project movies, how much pump does it have? When does it just become Thor two? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's going to be interesting. Uh, Like, I don't know. We could, I I could go on a a lot of, I, I think a lot of, uh, companies not just disney are are not prepared for the the changes that once our generation comes up we're not gonna have yeah once the millennial generation is really entrenched uh and and our changes in um wants and and desires uh come come to the forefront i i I don't think a lot of companies are really prepared for what that could mean that's the frustrating part about publicly traded companies yeah they not only have to show growth they have to show a growth in growth. Right. And, and that's a ridiculous thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, uh, it's going to be interesting. I, uh, I, I, I'm i I'm excited for a lot of the stuff that is coming to the parks, but I, I do worry that they're, they're sitting on a house of cards right now. That's what yeah. it seems like. And, and it, again, it's just like they keep adding things and they lose more people they lose more guests, they raise prices, or they add more experiences, but their per guest spending doesn't go up enough. Yeah. To offset like them losing guests, so it just seems really perilous and an interesting place. And I mean, I think they re- reached a problem where they're in this kind of weird situation where they are charging, you know, prices that you'd get for like the Four Seasons or the Ritz Carlton or yeah. something. A very nice yeah. hotel, a nice then, hotel chain, and, but and not crazy, offering that level of service. That ridiculous Butler quality service. And, and the crazy thing is, they might now go, "Hey, we're going to start charging a fifty dollars service fee." And I, I said this a few shows ago, but I, and and I had always kind of stood up for Disney hotels, going, "Yeah, it's this, but they're not going to hit you up for it later." Yeah, or, like or, parking, or, like daily it, parking, or daily parking, uh, the buses. You know, I looked up a one night at Fort Wilderness to stay in a tent in in uh, the end of July was ninety four dollars, and that ninety four dollars has has in, included in it all the bus service, all the boat service, and that pays for all those people's salaries and all that transportation and all the stuff you can do for free is included in that. And if they now go, oh, it's going to be thirty five extra dollars per room per night for every every single hotel of that entire resort that's going to be ridiculous because they justify they could justify higher prices saying no we included all the resort fees and shit on there Mm -hmm. that would be that's a really really blind cash grab and and one of the things also i was going to say uh lane was you know you could justify your high hotel prices if you're saying well we're adding all these attractions you're not coming here to stay at the hotels as much 
Um, yeah, they're nice hotels, but you're here for the parks. Well, your parks aren't adding a lot of attractions, so then no. it's like, what are you charging more for? And then also, you know, you're paying how much to stay at the Grand Floridian or the Polynesian, and the monorails con- constantly go down. Yeah, it's down. That's super frustrating to me, is that, yes, y'all, y'all have pocketed my Grand Floridian contemporary money for 15, 20 years, but that monorail hadn't changed since we were four or five years yep. old. Yeah, and when's that? And that's ridiculous. And when's that popping point where someone goes, you know what? I'm just going to go every two years now, or I'm going to go every three years, or next year we'll stay well, off site. So, and when does so that Joe, hit? They, they, they've attempted to foolproof that because they got your timeshare money. Well, they're yeah. just going to keep getting timeshare money and turning stuff over into timeshares, and then you're contractually obligated to come back once a year for 20 years. That's what they're trying to do. That's that's yeah. the combat to that. You don't want to come back. Okay, that's fine. But you signed a 20-year lease to Disney World, and you got to come back. Yeah, which makes me wonder how the DVC is going to get is going to go from now on out. They're going to they're going to keep turning buildings into more DVC. Yeah, I yeah. think so too. They're going to they're going to go back after like I think they'll build the Caribbean Beach thing and still cannibal. No, I mean they'll do the same thing they did with the Poly. You cannibalize hotel space and then you basically turn it over as DVC and mm-hmm. you just make people pay a down payment and sign a 20-year lease with whatever resort fee you want to charge them. Because timeshares always have little ticky-tack fees. Mm-hmm. So it, Disney World is going to be a timeshare resort in 20 years, and that's the way it's going. And then they don't have to build new stuff because you got to come back anyways. Yep. Yay, optimism. Like cable they're they're going to be the cable company. Give or take. You want cable? You pay us. Yeah. Dark times lay ahead. <laughs> okay, yeah. kids. Let's talk about fun stuff. Sorry, that was all, all because Robert Iger has done an incredible job at making more money quicker, and he doesn't want to leave his job because he doesn't want to be senator in New York or governor of California yet. Bob yeah. Iger politics. Moving I mean, on from that, yeah, where are we but, at now? But also, I think he's staying on because I think he. he I mean, people are like, "Well, he's just looking for another successor." I'm like, "What?" I mean, maybe he's staying on because they're selling the company. No, he is his own successor. He's done such a good job at making more money for him and all his buddies. And the stock he's going to put his brain in a robot. He's never leaving. (laughs) Yeah, he's going to be Armin Zola. Armin Zola, Joseph. It's going to be like (laughs) he's going to be like Nixon in Futurama. Iger, Iger Zola. All right. Speaking of futuristic things, Star Wars Land, twenty nineteen. Woo! Well, they announced uh, that uh, during the earnings call because uh, earnings call they missed some um, projections, so I think they wanted to kind of hype people up a little bit and get them excited for uh, capital expenditures opening. I don't see so, how there's any way that the DHS one opens in 2019, but let's do it. There's I think no it's way. Way behind California, and the crews are going from Avatar to Toy Story, right? I or is don't, Star Wars I, and Toy Story really the same thing? Because Avatar was basically a double project. I think when people say the pro- the crews go from one project to another, I don't think that actually happens. I think they're, but I think, but I wouldn't be surprised if the money spent on construction. Yeah, but the money moves. does. Yeah, the move the money will, but the crews may not themselves. Okay. Um, my problem is like, yeah, it looks like Disneyland will open first. 
Um, but I'm starting to think like, hey, Disneyland's going to slip to late 2019, and I bet you we get Star Wars Land in 2020. I've always thought that, and I'll stick to it. 2020 is still not 2021 when they want to pump out 50th stuff. Well, they can do it as part, like, for the 50th, you can do it on October 1st. Uh, you could do it October 1st, uh, uh, 2020, and then go for, like, yep. two years or something and say, we're celebrating, like, two year, the 50th for, like, however long or whatever. I don't know. That is quite a Disney World move, Joseph. Well, I mean, <laughs> remember remember the Millennium Celebration started in 1999. 25 magical years. <laughs> um, so... Yeah, I was thinking of that, but also like, hey, the Nintendo pops up around 2020, according to Hate <laughs> to Fly. So then you're like, what the hell's going on in Orlando in that time? So That's who knows? Be awesome. Yeah, it just it sounds like uh, it, it just sounds like we'll get Star Wars in 2020. I, I think they want to push for 2019, but man, they wanted they wanted 2016 for Avatar, and that was pushed. So I don't know. But they got pretty far along. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, Toy Story Land, like, I saw some people, like, saying, it's going to open this year. And I'm like, sure. <laughs> whatever whatever you say, man. Um, I still think Toy Story Land is going to be late 2019. Pro- no, late, 20- late 2018, I bet. Yeah, they're going to have to open it 18 months before Star Wars, right? They don't have they to. have something open? They don't and, have to and- do anything, but they should. They'll have to keep that park open every day. Yeah, exactly. Don't tell them that. I would close it. Um. Yeah, uh, Felipe. Place. When, when do you yeah. think uh, Toy Story Land's going to open? I mean, I'm, I see Toy Story Land opening more in 2019 than I think maybe they're predicting a little... They're being a little nice to Disney. I mean, we've seen their timelines in construction. and I mean, of course, it'll all depend on whatever the rights are and the right systems, I'm sure... Different things take longer than others. It's just going to be but... Ratatouille. It's what yeah. you're getting. Wait, Storm what's happening with Ratatouille? Stormtrooper Ratatouille. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, it's got to be more than that. That building is freaking huge. Double Stormtrooper Ratatouille with, with <laughs> a Midway Mania is the other ride. Look, Disney, I saved you a billion dollars. <laughs> And you can open it, and people won't know the difference. That's true. Just have walk-around characters and like, three bars, Disney World and Disneyland, and then let, let uh, 20, 30, 50-year-olds all buy a beer and ride their space shooter, and you just keep the money. Yep. Um, what's interesting... Hey, am I anti-big Star Wars? What, 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 what lane? <laughs> am I anti-big Star Wars? No. Do I want Star Wars Land to be cheap? No. I, I mean, Star Wars Land was like originally supposed to be that really crappy upgrade of Tomorrowland at Disneyland, and then they saw Diagon Alley, and they're like, oh, crap. So then they put it under a train station. What? what? <sighs> then they put it in Frontierland. That's where they put... Yeah, well, there you go. I mean, I'm still the person who thinks they put should have put Star Wars in uh, California Adventure, and they should have put Marvel into... And done a whole re-Marvel rebranding of Tomorrowland, but that's just me. Oh, that would have been good. That would have made sense, because then you could just make mm. the Star Wars Land entrance Skywalker Ranch, and boom, California-related. 
that's not bad. As opposed to Although Marvel. nothing fits in DCA, so that would be your argument of why it would fit in DCA. <laughs> yeah. Marvel doesn't DCA fit. DCA has no discernible theme anymore. How does it fit? Yeah, nothing true. fits. Okay, then that's cool. Yeah, nothing fits. Which um, I like DCA a lot. Yeah, I do too. It's a nice park. All um, right, here we go. Ready for, the, ready for the closer? So, for the closer... Uh, we got bioluminescence! Yeah, we have Avatar is opening oh, on May 27th, two days after Volcano Bay. So, man, yeah. that's going to be a real busy week for the uh, media. Yeah, the bloggers are going to have to double up. Yeah, I saw on Twitter someone was saying, what if they have media on the same? <laughs> Sorry, Felipe. I was saying, I saw someone on Twitter, I can't remember who it was, but they were saying, what if they have like media day for Volcano Bay and for Avatar on the same day? Because they're, I mean, they're pretty much right there with each I other think they, opening. So. <laughs> I think they'll do yeah. their damnedest to not, not have that happen. Yeah. Everybody wants both attention. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think they'll, um, I bet you Volcano Bay will have their media day on like Monday and Tuesday or something. And then they'll have, uh, Disney will That's have something. People go in the park at that point. Yeah, yeah, they'll be yeah. So what will probably happen with Volcano Bay is they'll open soft open a few weeks beforehand. Then they'll close. Will play the play the pool. Yeah, yeah. Throw back there. Um. Yeah. Then they'll close down for like two or three days, and they'll have all the they'll freshen up. They'll get everything ready for the grand opening bash. They'll do their grand opening where the Beach Boys play or something like that. Then all yeah. The, then all the media go there like in the evening and then night, so they can see the nighttime stuff. And then the next day they do the grand opening with that one dude who does all the Harry like all the Harry Potter and announcement stuff. You know who I'm talking about? The white hair dude? Uh I forget if he has white hair or not. You know, at Universal, you know. The, the like yeah. you know the hype guy? I have no I, idea who we're talking. Mike West or No. Who who did the intro <laughs> like who uh MC'd the uh Harry Potter celebration opening? Oh god, it's a new guy because Austin Romero, who's now doing Davis. some, yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Um, no, I mean, yeah, Austin Romero used to do it, but then he moved on to the wrestling show. Um, ah, okay, never mind then. So Wait, it's it's a new guy that I don't know. Felipe, are you, are you just gonna do it? Uh, yes, we're well. announcing that today. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I mean exactly. Felipe is the universal. There you go. <laughs> yeah, so they'll probably well, do that. Well, we got double openings in May. Gonna get crazy. We're gonna have to park scope like three times. Poor <laughs> Seth Kaberski's gonna have to go to four different places. <laughs> We're gonna have to get a call, like a like a ninety second call from him at each of them. Seth, how was it? What are we talking about here? Mm-hmm. Oh guys, it's uh, glowing pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> that I wasn't making fun of you. I want you to call us. Yes. Um. So. What's kind of our thoughts on Avatar Land now? Have they changed? Are they updating? Are they kind of what? Are, where are we? I guess. I think the boat ride's going to be awesome. Yes, I think they're taking what they learned, or what they learned in making the Pirate Shanghai boat ride, and they're doing some of that for this. So it's going to be projection, projection, some forest projection. Holy shit, that AA is amazing. Projection, projection. Holy shit, that AA is amazing. <laughs> Which, from what I, I understand, is what Shanghai Pirates looks like. I bet it has the rotating GPS boats thing. Yeah. Um, so they'll be able to time their show pieces. They'll be able to time A's talking. 
And that AA was insane, you guys. Yeah. Insane, man. Mm-hmm. That was as good as the crazy piano playing octopus guy for Shanghai Pirates and Davy Jones. <laughs> even better blue person talking to you as a shaman at the end of this i'm a little scared for that bow ride because stuff's gonna rustle in the bushes like jurassic park mm-hmm. but we shall see we mm-hmm. shall see especially if hug comes down in the summer i would like to get in on that and then we go experience this at the same time all right i uh- think the banshee ride is going to be super as advertised. Okay. Anyone agree <laughs> with that? Disagree sure. with that? You got <coughs> like, uh, no, yeah, I think that's still going to be like soaring-ish, right? Yeah, but you're on, you're riding something, and they're one person per. So it's almost closer to Simpsons slash Back to the Future, but super digital. Like, we can agree I, that was all made in a computer, right? Yeah. Well, so is Simpsons. Yeah, and so was New Soren. Ugh. <laughs> New Soren is so bad. New Soren is no, it's not bad. It's just a lot worse than Good Soren. Yeah, yeah. Good Soren was exceedingly good. Yeah. So it's funny because like <laughs> with Old Soren, I was like, I mean, Soren's fine. And then I rode New Soren. I was like, oh my god, Old Soren was Old awesome. Was amazing. <laughs> like, like tears and yeah, it smelled weird, but man, that was so fun. <laughs> Could be nostalgia, but man, that was a good ride. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm still, so I, I, I still hold the same opinion of Avatar as I did from from like day one, which is, it'll be fine, it'll be fun, but it'll also be like, be in like five years, it'll be like, why did they build an Avatar land? Mm-hmm. Why did they build one for like over a billion dollars? Yeah, like at well, Animal Kingdom. Yeah, like you know, it, it's going to be cool, but in like five years, it's going to be like, yeah, they they probably should have done something other than Avatar. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we said that five years ago. Right, right. Hey, they could have done something other than Avatar. Mm-hmm. But they're like, no, we want to get in with these, like, because Star Wars and Marvel worked out so well. He just got on this roll. He was like, yeah, and then we're just going to get James Cameron to build this crazy land. It'll be awesome. Dude, they they they, they signed on Star. They signed on Avatar before they saw they bought Star yeah. Wars. Yeah, think but about he that. Was talking, he was talking to the Ewok man. <laughs> did, did it happen in the same day? Isn't there a no. story behind that? No, no, it happened. I think it happened a few months afterwards. God, but they were talking at that time. They were like walking around with George, and George was like, "Hey, did you talk to Jim about this?" And you know, because all rich Californians know each other, and. They just had a powwow. That was a really terrible uh, impersonation of George Lucas. No, I was doing. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta go more like this. <laughs> exactly. It rhymes. <laughs> exactly. It really rhymes. God, um, I hate George Lucas. Thank you, thank you for this tonight, each and every one of you, uh, <laughs> our listening audience, and you three. It oh rhymes. man, it rhymes. That's a such a great reference. It's like poetry, it rhymes. Yeah, the um, my ish, uh, well, first, well, first of all, Felipe, what are your thoughts? Well, I'm I'm super excited for the theming. I mean, I don't go to Disney for the rides mainly. I mean, so sure, I like I have like a favorite <laughs> ride out of each park, you know, mm-hmm. like Tower of Terror and this and whatnot. But 
I mean, I'm mainly there for the theming, and I think they kill it on the theming. Oh, so yeah. I'm, I'm super excited for the bioluminescent shit and all that <laughs> stuff. So I'm, I'm going to be living for that. I'm going to be just, yeah. I'm excited for that. I mean, the the riots, eh, cool. But uh, I'm mainly excited just to see what it feels just being in there and how they do that because, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's where I stand. Y- y'all want to hear something fun? Sure. Still haven't seen the movie. Good. I think you're, you're not missing it that way. Just going to let it ride. Yeah. You're not <laughs> missing much. I mean, my my issue with I, I agree with Sean. Um, I it's think the, fine. the rides are going to be fine. I think they're going to be good. I think the food's going to be good. I think the booze will be good. I think the merch will be somewhat creative as best they can with that stuff. Um, I think the problem they're going to ra- face is they spent so much money on this thing, and this uh, this edition is so intrinsically linked to Harry Potter. Like, like people are going to be like, "Oh, well, you can't compare it to Harry Potter." Well, they they were trying un- to. Universal was trying to replace T two with a pan with an Avatar ride. And James Cameron said, I want to land, and they let it walk. They let him walk. Really? Disney, Disney came in, yes, Disney came in and said they thought this would be the coup for them. They thought, we're going to get Avatar, and Universal walked away, and this will be our Harry Potter. And they thought that's how it would go, and then just everything happened. Like, basically, in the meantime, Universal got a second Harry Potter. Well, well not just that, but it's like, in the meantime, for Avatar... People forgot about the movie. The merchandise didn't sell. The whole entire narrative of the movie changed. Like, remember, like, all, like just a few years ago, there was like three or four articles about what the hell happened to Avatar. This, yeah, the biggest He's grossing got movie more ever. Coming, okay. No, no, no. Is there yeah. even a is there even a date for the next movie? Nope. No. No. Nope. I mean, it's like what the nope. fuck? Yeah. Originally, the <laughs> originally the sequel movies were going to come out like in twenty fifteen or twenty like twenty fourteen and twenty sixteen. Twenty fourteen. It was no. It was twenty. I think it was twenty fourteen, fifteen, and sixteen. They were coming out like for the technology to catch up to what he has in his mind yeah, while whatever. he's in a submarine. Submarine but, technology. James Cameron. <laughs> well, the problem, and but I mean, in the end, the, the issue is like this has no resonance with people anymore. And people, and, and also what's crazy is like I hear the thing like, well, you know, nobody really resonates with Song of the South, but everyone loves Splash Mountain. Well, also yeah, that's. Because the characters are cute. Well, and also it's one fucking ride. It's one ride, and they decided, you know what, we can't that spend... That wasn't a billion dollars. Yeah, and uh, yeah, it was budgeted. The ride, they stole audio animatronics out of America Sings to build it, because they didn't give it a big enough budget, because they're like, well, we're not going to waste a ton of money on a Song of the South attraction. So, if, uh, if a child I, was born on the day Avatar came out... Yeah. He would be eight years old. Yes, exactly. <laughs> And like I, I like I bet you I bet you Avatar two is I, I think they're gonna it's gonna be a lot like the Matrix movies where Avatar two will do well maybe not as well as the original and I think that then the sequels are just gonna fall off real hard. Um, personally, just because I think the original movie sold a lot on this is the latest this is the James Cameron movie since right. Titanic and oh my god the three D and this no. is the future of filmmaking. No. It was just because the Dark Knight was so good. What? <laughs> That's why Avatar sold well. What? That yeah. makes no sense. <laughs> it makes perfect sense. <laughs> okay, Lane. Oh 
I mean, but I mean, an- another great example. Actually, do you know what's a better example than that? I would say look at the original Tim Burton Alice. That came out right after Avatar and was oh, yeah, pretty much the same exact the story. Movie. Tim That's... Burton Alice sold well because Avatar did well. Yeah. Yeah. Because and Avatar would... did well because The Dark Knight came well, out the year before it. No. No, 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 no. Okay. I just like that movie. No. <laughs> I know you can, but like, your analogy sucks. Like, yeah. it's, it's weak, Felipe. It's weak. So my, my thing is like everyone was hyped about James Cameron's his first movie since uh, Titanic. And this is the future of filmmaking. It's this crazy thing. It actually, it's like, this is justifying 3D in theaters, all that stuff. It, they hyped it up into an event. People saw it. They really loved what they saw. Then they all went out and they saw exactly the same thing offered by Disney as Alice Through the Looking Glass. And that made a bucket of money. Then they came out with the sequel. And look how well the Alice sequel did. Now, granted, it does have the whole entire issue of, you know, being another Johnny Depp vehicle, and Johnny Depp's <laughs> sort of a uh, damaged asset right now. Hey, I um, hear he's a hit at the box office. Well, I mean, ask Moriarty about that, <laughs> or whatever his, like, movie with him with a mustache was. How well that did. Oh, Mordecai. Mordecai, thank you. <laughs> Mordecai. He's really... Never mind. Yeah, so, I mean, that's kind of my thing, is, like, look at Alice as a good example of how Avatar just, I don't think, may, may not do as well, because, hey, Alice was popular worldwide, had a big following, made a lot of money, it was justifying 3D, blah, 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 and now people have moved on from that kind of movie. So, that's kind of my analogy and thoughts. Anyone there else? There might be hope that international people that don't know words and just like big sweeping pretty things are going to eat this up. What I find interesting is they weren't trying to push Avatar Land for Shanghai. They probably were. Yeah, they probably did. They probably still they probably are. Tried. They probably still are because they want to sell that thing so they can recoup some of their development costs. So you can, yeah, cut the development costs in half. Yeah, so yeah I no, think... don't think they didn't try to sell it to everyone. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's why they, did, that's why they debuted a lot of that info at Tokyo. They wanted to, yeah. sell, it to, they wanted to sell it to Tokyo Disneyland. And they, they were, were like, like nope. They're, yeah, they were like, nope. So now that I, I, I think they could sell it to Shanghai because it's on the other side of the world and it's popular in China. I think it would work um, there, but still, it's totally bizarre and weird. And can't wait to to open. And it's going to be such a weird story. And they're going to be people writing books about this in the future. So our last bit of story came from last night. It was an interesting little thing. Um, so Disneyland had a kind of, no, Disneyland, Disney World has like some sort of social media moms panel thing going on right now, and they did a preview performance of Rivers of Light that allowed recording. So last night, a bunch of recordings of Rivers of Light leaked onto YouTube. Um, and a bunch of nerds watched it on Periscope. Yep. Uh, how many of you guys watched it? I didn't. I didn't. <laughs> I didn't either. Okay. Yay! Awesome. Um, so I watched it, and it was immensely forgettable. Um, I don't want to rate it by watching a video of it, but I watched the original World of Color when it like first when they like they uploaded the first video like inside the Magic did or something, and I thought that was awesome, and I was totally captivated by the show. I really was not 
engaged at all with this Rivers of Light show. At all. It the just best seemed... thing now is they can't take it down because they have to do something. Well, what's interesting is they cut the show in half, basically. Now it's a 15-minute show. So originally it was going to be a, a, wonder, a World of Color length show, like 26 minutes or so. Now it's 15 minutes. Um, everything seems really disjointed and weird. And it doesn't have an ending. It just kind of exists. It's not interesting. So, yeah. Um, go watch it. And I want to hear people's thoughts. It's it's rough. It's real rough. <laughs> It's roof. It's roof. I'll watch it tonight. Y'all tweet at the Parkscope account, and I will respond <laughs> to your ramblings about the Rivers of Light YouTube video. Yeah, it's. I'll it's, wait to watch it in person. Yeah, no, I mean, I'm gonna. I'm not gonna. Whatever happens. I'm totally gonna. Whoa, reserve. Felipe, watching out for the spoilers. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm. I'm gonna reserve judgment until I see it in person, like always. But it didn't captivate me like World of Color did when I originally saw it. Um, so. Take that for what World, it's worth. Original World of Color was so good. Yeah. yeah. And that new Christmas one so good. Ugh. Yeah. Um, Cried a little bit. Yeah. So that's all I have. You guys got anything else? No. No? Sure. No. No. Just waiting for that Nintendo announcement, y'all. Oh, yeah. That was another <laughs> thing I wanted to bring up. When do you think they're going to announce Nintendo, Sean? Oh, hopefully soon. I, bet <laughs> they, I mean, they have Fallon coming up in april he's gonna be in town yeah that that would that would be a good time to have like reggie come on or something like that they've been announcing a good bit of stuff just having jimmy fallon talk about it yeah and then they blast out on their social medias yeah have jimmy fallon announce it and then have. i need some nintendo announcements in my life when's the switch come out march 3rd i need to get in on that is it gonna sell out pre-sale i think it already did okay so i'll just have to wait another month yeah, probably. Uh-huh. Or um, they may wait until May when they do the whole entire, excuse me, press I'm event. I'm going to get on that. When they do the press event for Volcano Bay, they may just... Yeah. That's a lot of stuff to announce. Ooh, yeah, what if ex- they wait until the 27th and leak it out? <laughs> leak it out. I mean, I'm not expecting PR. them to talk about it until after Volcano Bay and um, Fallon dies down a bit, I think. Myself. but Maybe. Oh, excuse me. Woo. Yeah, so I guess that's our predictions right now. I mean, we heard that it's going to be soon, so... And 2020, so... When will then be now? I don't know. Patient <laughs> children. Yeah, so that's all I got. Um, I guess, Lane, where can we find you online at? At Parkscope Lane. Cool. Sean, no one want, you're not on Twitter anymore. You, you no, I'm not. You got your sanity. Oh, no. so don't find Sean yeah, anymore. Yeah, that's smart. Smart. Yep. Uh, now um, I just have to text Sean all the time, so that next, you know, happens. Next show, I would like to talk regional parks. Okay, we can do that. Um, and because I have, I have plans for the spring. Oh. Springtime regional park plans. Cool. We'll have to talk about that. Felipe, where can we find you online at? I am on Twitter at... Felipe WWOHP for Wizarding World of Harry Potter. Oh, makes sense. <laughs> you can find me at Parkscope Joe. You can find all of us at Parkscope and at Parkscope.net. Uh, we have a new podcast series with Alan. He talks to all of his friends and insiders 
Um, it's a little different pace and tempo show. Um, I'm really excited about it. It's called the Immersive Irony Experience Theme Park Podcast, continuing our long tradition of stupid names. Um, and rambling, unedited nonsense. Exactly. Um, every single episode is going to be a memorial episode, we've decided. So this one's the Epcot memorial episode. Oh, yeah, they killed it. And they every, killed it bad. And every single one of them is going to be the image of Jay and Silent Bob crying over a tombstone with oh, a – with the with the with the with the with it uh, with the tombstone a uh, crappy Comic Sans wording on it with whatever's dead. Love it. <laughs> oh man! So it, listen to the podcast; it's really good. Uh, it has a certain aesthetic to it, I would say. Um, if it's called certain the immersive. Feel. Yeah, the Immersive Irony Theme Park Podcast, and it has the Comic Sans and Jay and Silent Bob crying meme going. Uh, we have to do it. So I think he's going to be doing that uh, every other week or so. Um, the first one, he's with uh, Michael Super Weenie Hut. Uh, they discuss... Got fun uh, coaster talk. Yeah, um, they discuss... They're both very knowledgeable and a little older than us, so they have another 10 or 15 years of experience talking coasters and experiences, and I, I really liked it. They uh, talk Las Vegas, they talk about bad coaster designs, the weirdness of Hershey Park, and they eulogize Epcot. Um, So go check that out, and go leave us a review on iTunes. We always like those because that helps people find us. Yay. Um, Alan's also still doing the Hidden Rides and Themed Attractions series, and I'm writing something right now about sort of the history and why... Uh, ride uh, virtual queuing and ride skipping systems will never really work or be I don't know, make sense in general until they completely redesign theme parks because where the hell do these people go? Not in the queues that's where they don't go so um, we'll see you guys later and Lane do you want to close us out? Love everybody, hate everything Congolous! Uh-oh, 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 uh-oh. <laughs> yes